set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania, because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, Joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job, and I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, We cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado, Behold the King, the King of Kings. Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate and tease me They won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might desert me Welcome to 2020, ladies and gentlemen Where you have just realized that in a past life Lars Sullivan did porn and not the porn you think ladies and gentlemen welcome to kings of the rings podcast in the year 2020 and it is the award show the diamonds of the decade a once in a decade show quite fucking literally where we highlight the best of the past decade from 2010 into 2019 i'm your forever diamond the royals the royal of royalty the universal royalty as some people said in a past decade my name it's King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs, of course, on all social media. Um, you can find this podcast, Kings of the Rings podcast, on their social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find and listen to us each and every week by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, where all podcasts can be found, and follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, um, and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm looking at the results. Of a diamonds of a decade, and I, some of you, some things are going to shock you. Some things are going to be kind of a status quo. As long as uh, I'm right, it's all that matters. Well, here's the thing: we might have a couple of ties. God fucking damn it! We can't. All right, we cannot tie. That's not allowed. We're going to have to try to figure something out on the fly. But anywho, folks, 
from decade to decade, um, the person that will pretty much always be by my side as long as I drag him to wrestling events all the time and make him lose all of his money and make sure that he never prospers in anything else. Will Tarashock, how are you? It's all right, Ricky. I got my new microphone and it sounds like this all the time. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't sound like that all the time. Please don't, well, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me you auto tune yourself. I did auto tune myself this a little bit, <laughs> but no, I turned it off. It's me. It's me. It's really T T and Thomas A R A S H U K. I have this new microphone spawn on, on the uh, fucking uh, Patreon guys. How big this is? Much bigger than Lars Sullivan. Let me tell you. Not that I have seen it or anything. I've heard Stop from, stroking your microphone. I've heard from Kate. Ooh, this stroke, dude. I've been waiting for this microphone since I started podcasting. So let me enjoy this. All right. Let me just revel in it. Let me just hear how the crisp and cleanest I sound. You Stroke see, away, why you don't see, you? You, you see how much better I sound than you guys? You guys gotta get on my fucking level. Uh, but of course, you can find I, me on I don't at all, actually. Instagram. <laughs> don't follow me on Facebook. I don't even use Facebook. My cousin, like, wished me something. I didn't even respond because I don't use Facebook. Tears and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H. What a dude. UK. Hey, she also got me, tooth- me toothpaste for Halloween. Not Halloween. <laughs> for Halloween. She got, me t- she, got me, she got me toothpaste from her Amway scam for Christmas, all right? So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas. Mine was fantastic. I got a brand new blanket. I'm so cozy. Um, oh, Kate Murphy, did you get that costume you're wearing for Christmas? I, it's me. It is me, Kate Murphy, and I'm dressed up as a bear. Kate Murphy's a furry tonight, folks. That doesn't rhyme. I am not a furry. <laughs> I am just committed to the greatest joke ever written. I would it's also like to point out. It's the worst joke ever written, and you're a furry. I'm not a furry. He, she's a Berenstein a... bear. <laughs> Look at these paws. Berenstein Kate. Catch these paws. Sounds like, sounds like something a furry would say. Absolutely not. And may I just say that I should be the diamond of this decade because I sat through Lars Sullivan's porno. You willingly sat through it. Not only did you willingly sit, sit through it, you then distributed it across <laughs> yes, many did. platforms. I sent it to the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon group me. So if you subscribe to our Patreon for $5 a month, I will send you Lars Sullivan's gay porn. Yes, because that's the one thing that's going to get our numbers up is gay porn. Illegal gay porn. (laughs) Distributed by Kate Murphy. (laughs) It might. Sex sex does sell. If gay porn (laughs) doesn't, furry costumes will. No. None of those. None of those are gonna happen. <laughs> we are. We are really kicking off this year in in such a grand, grand we're fashion. We're kicking it off in high fashion. This microphone certainly will. It's beautiful. I love it. And it goes. Will is stroking right, right his microphone, ladies and gentlemen, it and goes, in between. It goes right up to my face. I don't even have to move. I don't even have to move. It is. I talk right into it. I don't even have to that move. Sounds I don't like even the guy Lars Sullivan fucked. <laughs> Oh, God. Just for you, Kate, all right? That just, How you doing? Uh, so what's our first category? I'm... Hold on. I just need to take a breather. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. So all I right, can get yeah, back so, uh, to we're... singing in auto-tune. All right, continue. You said, right, so you said you needed a breather, have- bro. <laughs> If you were a breather. <laughs> that's not singing auto tune is not a breather. For you I it is. I've never seen enough T-Pain in my life. Damn it. 
<laughs> I'm T Pain. You know a, me. <laughs> you know, to, for auto tune to work, you actually have to be able to sing, right? I got money in the bank in June no, or July. No, no, no God. Get your towels ready because it's about to go down. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. There's a lot of great auto tune in that song. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anywho, so we had a really great, awesome turnout. Over 3,300 votes were cast um, for our Diamonds of a Decade, celebrating the best of wrestling in the past decade. So what we're going to do right now, we are going to go through um, each and every category. We had 10 different categories. I'm going to tell you who the nominees were. Um, and we're going to go through the winners and analyze the results just a little bit. That's pretty much going to be the entire show. We're going to slowly bring our way into uh, 2020 um, and thinking about the past. Right. And then we're going to talk about the future moving forward. So the first category that we have um, was the Tag Team of the Decade. Okay. So the Tag Team of the Decade. Uh, the nominees were... The Usos, the Young Bucks, War Machine, aka the Viking Raiders, LAX, aka Pride and Powerful, uh, Team Hell No, Gallows and Anderson, Red Dragon, or you could have picked your own uh, person. So the winner. Wait, 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 wait. Before we actually announce the winner, can we guess who we think won? Uh, me and Kate, since Vicky, you already know sure. that's cheating. Um, Kate, you can go first. Who do well, you think I won? I the form. Um, hmm. Who do I think won? Um, I don't know. I voted for the Young Bucks. I feel like they did like the most this decade. I also voted for the Young Bucks, and knowing our audience as well as I do, I think they probably voted for Team Hell No. So, Ricky. And the winner is... And the winner is... With over 1,100 votes... They've been down since day one ish. The Usos really beat out what? everybody as the tag team of the decade. You know what? That's totally fair because they a hundred percent deserve it. <sighs> I'm just surprised. I, I'm also surprised, but like the Young Bucks had just been so revolutionary. I don't even wanna, I don't know if, have they been revolutionary. I mean, I'd say they even. Yeah. I'd say more outside the ring than inside the ring. Um, you know, with the elite, the Bullet Club, their sure. merch, uh, and AEW. But you know, I mean, people. I guess people vote for different different categories for different reasons. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to shit on the Usos for winning because that is an excellent pick. They have been like the pretty much the definition of uh, tag team wrestling, as long as they're not drinking and driving. Exactly. Yeah, right. There, there, there are plans. There are plans for them to return. I don't know uh, how solidified those plans are, but there are plans in the works for the Usos to return, which would be a great thing because AEW's tag team division <coughs> is doing mighty well. It's phenomenal. It, it, and tag I, team is the best part of AEW. It's really the only watchable part, mainly because four, four fifths of their matches are tag matches. So, <laughs> thank yeah. God for that. So I will tell you, but Young Bucks did come in second mm. with 900 votes. There was a there was a tie for third between uh, Gallows and Anderson and LAX. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Team Hell No didn't get one, one vote. 100 votes. Um, 
if I can look at, uh, oh, sorry, so there are people who voted for, for, like, other, someone voted for Heavy Machinery. Mm. Yeah, I was totally Mr. Fritz. Mm. Heavy Machinery? <laughs> heavy? Who wrote in Heavy Machinery? I bet it was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker, 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 Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, uh, Heavy Machinery was one. Uh, you know, if, if Nate was more silly, and, he could be like Otis Dozovich. And someone else, someone else <laughs> also wrote him a new day. But didn't we nominate the new day? For faction. For faction, not for tag team. Okay, I thought we could have both, but okay. So, Fair enough. Speaking of which, let's move towards Faction of the Decade. The nominees for Faction of the Decade um, were the Undisputed Era, uh, Le Bullet Club, The New Day, yes it is, uh, The Shield, Nexus, and Aces and Eights. God. And I will tell if you Aces right now, Nates, we're going to go... If Aces and Eights win, I swear to God. I would like to predict... With zero votes, aces and eights. Zero. <laughs> All right. Well, no, we got to yes. guess. Kate, who do you think won? I think we won. I think we're faction of the decade. Us? No. Yeah. <laughs> Kings of the Rings podcast, faction of the decade. Um. This is a tough one. Knowing our audience. But in all seriousness, I think it's Bullet Club. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Shield. I think. The shield deserves it, and I, you know I was so dead on the money with the last one. I think I know our audience better than anyone, so I think I'm gonna go with the shield. And the winner is. We're gonna go. This one's pretty controversial. So in like I said, Aces and Eights was in last um, with zero percent with zero votes. Uh, with 100 votes, in technically in third place, um, the Nexus. Hmm. Okay. In third place. Okay. When with a tie for second place with 400 votes each, the Undisputed Era and the New Day. Hmm. Okay. Wow. And with first place, it's a it's our first tie of the night. God damn it! <sighs> with 1,200 votes each, the Bullet Club and the Shield. All right. So I think this is what we have to do. Um, since there's three of us. We each have to vote for one of them and give it a final decision. That's perfect. All right, so you and Kate will go out and now give the final decision. Okay. Okay, Bullet Club. Can I just say, though, that that it being tied between The Shield and Bullet Club is the most wrestling Twitter thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wednesday Night Wars just on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. All right. I vote for Bullet Club. Reason being? My reason being, even though WWE is more accessible and The Shield is arguably, like, is commercially more over, Bullet Club, you know, it's the shirt of the decade. It's the most iconic thing. And you cannot go to a wrestling event. You cannot go to a mall. You can't go to a lot of places anymore without seeing a Bullet Club shirt. You obviously have never been to Indiana late at night. No, I have not. Oh, there's no Bullet Club to be found. There's bullets, but no Bullet Club. There's clubs and clans, just no bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Bullet Club is inescapable <clears throat> in the wrestling world. You know, I'm going to go with The Shield um, because as everything Kate just said is completely right. And as great as The Bullet Club is, let me kind of break it down. They really followed the same path and did everything the NWO was. Um, and pretty much copied the NWO, just making it different in their own way. Like, you know, like, um, same movie, different actors. While The Shield was, I think, pretty much completely original. You know, how they came in, the three guys, it's only those three, and the fact they all left megastars, that's something you just don't see in wrestling. Especially with factions. Like, I, I think that just gives them the edge. Because you can't name another faction like The Shield. Evolution, maybe. But, you know, Triple H was already established and Ric Flair was their manager. And Randy Orton was a, is the son of a Hall of Famer. These guys are three unknowns. I give it to The Shield. Here's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I like both arguments. You cannot escape the legacy that the Bullet Club and most importantly, the separatist faction known as the Elite have left on the wrestling world outside of wrestling. That's the big thing, outside of wrestling. When you're talking about inside wrestling, when you're thinking about shock value and fat and shock factor, you had three relative unknowns, three, uh, a former football player, uh, a Hispanic indie kid from Iowa, and a crazy white guy with the death masses. <laughs> you know, yep. you put him in a WW, you put him in a WWE ring. Um, you just kind of force themselves upon each other, and it's like one of the first times in history, as Roman Reigns said once, where the faction made the superstars, not the superstars making the faction. And I think that's a huge thing to think about. If not for the shield, these guys aren't as big as they are right now. But if but if but like when you look at Bullet Club, AJ was fine without the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Fergo for the most Finn, Fergo Finn Bal was pretty much fine without the Bullet Club. Adam Cole would have made it eventually. You know, Kenny Omega and the Bucks were fine without them. Cody was doing crazy great without the Bullet Club. They didn't need that to elevate themselves. Where the Shield used their use the thing that they are a team and they are a faction in one of the truest forms of a word faction. They never switched members. There was never this trade off between leaders and stuff. They stuck together between every sort of iteration. They would they would leave. They would do their own things. They become megastars. They come back to massive pops. Um, and they were they were like that till the end, so I have to give it to you in the in terms of faction, and revolutionary and some we haven't seen before and some that made you pop all the time. Um, and that probably will still make you pop because right now Bullet Club is old and Bullet Club's dead. Mm-hmm. No one cares about no one cares about Tom and Tonga. Sorry, I don't care how big your Twitter following is <laughs> or how much of a dick you can be on Twitter. No one cares. Um, but people will still care years later about the Bullet Club. You know why? Because it's three people. Imagine you got a picture of the Bullet Club like the Beatles. Like do you like you can name all the Beatles? I mean, you're not Bullet. You got to put the shield like the Beatles. I was gonna say you can name all the Beatles. You can name all. The, sorry, yeah, I, I fucked up. Sorry. You can name all the members of the Beatles. You can name all the members of the Shield. Ringo, baby. Mm-hmm. It's Ringo Starr, <laughs> and I'm John, I'm John Lennon and Paul McCartney, and, and I think that's the what other makes, one who got shot that's, or that's heart what attack, makes, <laughs> George Harrison. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's what makes them, you know, like really iconic. There's like you can name them all. 
you know, good factions and good groups don't just switch members. I'm Ringo, baby. I'm a star. So we're gonna we're gonna give us the faction of the deck. It's gonna be the Shield. Congratulations. Yay! Yay! Honestly, both are right answers. So, like Kate said, <laughs> yeah. the most wrestling Twitter thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, next one we have here. It is Company of the Decade. So the choices were WWE. I separated NXT. Yep. Um, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Progress, evolve, and some people vote for some other stuff. So, well, who do you think won? Oh my god! If Nate's fucking like Wisconsin League won, <laughs> I, I will swallow this microphone. All right, it's got to be NXT. It has to be. This it speaks for itself. Kate Murphy. I agree. It has to be NXT. All right. The winner in a landslide is NXT. All right. Over, Perfect. With over, with over half the votes, 1,700 to be exact. <laughs> Who was in second? Uh, second was a tie between WWE and New Japan. What? And then third was, well, no, well, third was Progress. Uh, let's see what the individual choices were. Some people, somebody voted for A, someone voted for AEW. Did we not nominate AEW? No. I'm not nominating a teacher. I do want to touch upon uh, New Japan because, you know, we did talk about it in our preview show, but New Japan did make leaps and bounds of growth as a company this past 10 years. And somebody nominated Impact. That was probably... Well, was that you? No, it wasn't me. That was, who watches Impact? Does Bones watch Impact? <laughs> <laughs> who still watches Impact? <laughs> what? Fretz watches Impact. Right, that's who it of was then. Of course watches Impact. <clears throat> but, like, at this next decade, yeah, I feel like AE, like New Japan had built up all this all this, this big wave of momentum, have all this, like, this thunder. I feel like AEW just took all of it. And New Japan's just like, What? 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 It's like it's like but you're still working like together. Do, now, do now Jericho's going to be going against. You do all the work talking to that hot chick with double D's. She like, and then and then she just friends ends you and goes to the quarterback just because fuck you. Like that's what New Japan. Wait a minute. Like. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. Liv Morgan. Great guys. She's. Please <laughs> bury my point because see. That's how fucked New Japan is. You can't more about Liv Morgan <laughs> than New Japan in the next decade. <laughs> oh, well, and New Japan is not working with AEW because why the fuck not? You have Jericho uh, going up against um, Tanahashi. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. At Wrestle Kingdom. But how long is and that, that going to last? All right, end of next decade. Do you see that happening still? No. End of next. No. End of 2020. Do you still see that happening? Maybe. I can see. Maybe. I, it's possible. Here's, here's, what I, here's what I can see. I can see AEW and New Japan merging. Because I don't think AEW alone can function. And I think no. AEW and New Japan become the first ever, like, super, like, super league. All right. But would New Japan keep its name? Like, where they can do shows all over the world. Like, would it, I mean, so does WWE, but not on the level that maybe New Japan and AEW could. Like, would it be AEW presents New Japan or like, would this be separate together? Because I can't see 
like the lead, leaders of New Japan, one selling the company. I think they're too proud. Like they're that they were just. I don't think they sell. I think that I think they. I think they um. I think New Japan buys AEW. Or they, 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 I feel like they do some kind of partnership, maybe like they did with ROH, because they're gonna get out of the ROH deal. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's interesting. New Japan. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, because they they have they have their Japanese following, they have their Japanese stars. Those are gonna be there forever. Um, and I think a lot of them are gonna be loyal, to a very certain extent. But you know, yeah. AEW just swooped up all the momentum and the American audience. Mm-hmm. Can I just say though, AEW and New Japan merging into one super company—that sounds like a Mark's wet dream. Yeah, probably. I feel like Dave would just grow hair again. If that happens. Uh, it's a miracle, guys. He would grow a full head of hair. <laughs> Alright, next. Alright, next one up <laughs> is Liv Morgan. <laughs> I'm just saying no, it's not Liv Morgan. It's it is pay-per-view of the decade. Okay, so we had an interesting time trying to Ooh. figure this out. Ooh, what a hit. Um, <laughs> football hit, obviously. We are not watching wrestling at all. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. So our, our pay-per-views were pretty much done by series, more so than an actual specific pay-per-view, which is probably better for everybody. So, <laughs> so we have WrestleMania, the WrestleMania series, NXT TakeOver, Bound for Glory, uh, Money in the Bank, Wrestle Kingdom, All In, and Evolution. So, who do you think won? I voted for Evolution personally, but I feel like Mania is gonna win. You know, well, what are your thoughts? This this one's this one's another tough one. I think this one might be a tie um, between Mania and Evolution, but if I had to give it the edge, knowing our audience as well as I do, I'm gonna say it all night. I'm going to go with Evolutions. I feel like a lot of people in our chat are just that PC. But. Uh, I, I was sort of in general, like, loved Evolution. So Evolution's a fantastic show. Evolution yeah, was everybody, like, pretty much we ever associated with, we had moments with that Evolution. In second place, in third place, actually, was WrestleMania. Really? What? In second place. Oh, yeah, TakeOver. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> was oh, yeah. evo- was evolution okay okay uh, and in the first place in a landslide with over eighteen hundred votes and fifty four percent of the vote ah there he is um NXT takeover was the pay per view of the decade and honestly I don't fucking blame them no I th- that's a perfectly fine result you know I I might have voted for evolution because it was one of a kinds and something we might not see again for a while. Um, but the takeovers are like 27 for 26 only because the next one hasn't happened yet. Like, that's how good takeovers are. The next, one, the next one that hasn't happened yet already counts. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm so excited for, t- for Blackpool 2. I can't wait. I mean, then you also have uh, the one in or- uh, Portland. That's in no, uh, February, right? That's my birthday. February 16th. 
Happy birthday. Yeah, uh, I know t- uh, Blackpool 2 is the end of, of January. January. Uh, is that it is Rumble true. Weekend? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Oh, new shirts. Nice new merch. Anywho, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go through some of the other parts of the uh, of our Diamonds of a Decade. Um, and after that, we'll discuss everything else that's going to go on in the future of Wrestle Addict Radio and Kings of the Rings podcast. So take a deep breath, folks. Welcome to 2020, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, so Val. You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. What is going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Attic Radio and host of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And I am here to tell you that on August 11th, the same day as SummerSlam, Wrestle Attic Radio will be dropping their Patreon page. And their Patreon page is going to be an exclusive and unique Patreon page where for just a $5 subscription, you will get access to everything exclusive videos exclusive photos exclusive audio and exclusive podcast shows that you will not be able to find anywhere else so mark your calendars folks august 11th summer slam day wrestle addict radio comes to patreon this will officially be a war day see you soon hey 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 folks this is mr frets from the game changer podcast Bow down because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Diamonds of a Decade Award Show, the only show um, of this decade that you will be hearing, where we highlight the best of wrestling from 2010 to 2019. So let's get this show going uh, with our next category uh, from Diamonds of a Decade, which was. Give me a little second. Um, get out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, are you auto-tuning your booze? No. I should have, though. <laughs> I'm not, I swear. Promo. Uh, <laughs> are, you sure, are you sure? Now you're doing it now, aren't you? Oh. Oh. We got put on a delay. Oh, delay. Oh, delay. My oh. oh, my God. Can I do my can I do my thing? No, that echoed. Are you, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done, done. I'm done. Are you done? All right, good. All right, promo of a decade, folks. So the categories were nominees for promo of a decade were obviously CM Punk's pipe bomb, the Daniel Bryant re- retirement, anything by Broken Matt Hardy, uh, the Miz talking smack promo, Roman Reigns getting booed after WrestleMania. That's a great one. Uh, Anything said by Paul Heyman. Also a great one. Um, Mark Henry's fake retirement. Oh, that's Sam and Sue. My personal favorite. Uh, <laughs> didn't vote for it, but my personal favorite. <laughs> that got, and Edge's retirement speech. Underrated. And, mm-hmm. Very underrated speech. And your winner. Hey, God, we got a guest, Ricky. Give us the format. I know. All right, me and Kate are both going with the pipe bomb, right, Kate? <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Nothing was better than the pipe bomb. The winner is... With 63% of the votes and 2,100 votes total... Jesus, ran away with it. The 
the CM Punk pipe bomb. Ay. I was so afraid it was going to be something else. Ay. <laughs> Yay. Dude, that's, that's the promo. We like, have what? smart <laughs> listeners. Now we have Mark's. Second place was actually the Miz Talking Smack promo. Yeah, that's a very close second. That was great. There was uh, one person who voted for something else. What was it? It was actually, which we should have put in there, um, which could have actually been a promo, but it's actually like a segment, uh, the Festival of Friendship. Mm. That was one of my favorite moments of the year, just in general. Of a decade, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's where things are going to get real interesting, folks. We now have Rivalry of the Decade. <sighs> Okay. It's been on end of a tie. I will murder your, someone. Your, your nominees are Gargano versus Ciampa, Okada versus Omega, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks, but New Day versus the Usos, AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle from the Impact Days. Hey yo. Uh, the Miz versus Daniel Bryan, and John Cena versus The Rock. So, Will, who do you think won this? Oh, uh, well, John Cena versus The Rock definitely got zero. Um, <laughs> you're incorrect on that one, actually. Yeah, I am correct or I'm incorrect? You're incorrect. Wow. Thanks, Mr. Fretz. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to guess Okada Omega. I feel like our fans just love the Indies way more than I do. Kate Murphy, what do you think? See, I also agree that our fans probably voted for Omega Okada, but DIY, I'm sorry. That was the best. It is the best. It's the best. DIY is the actual best rivalry of the decade, but Omega Okada is Mark Fodder. Great, though. Great Mark Fodder, but still Mark Fodder nonetheless. With 45% of the votes and a total of 1,500 votes, the rivalry of the decade is... Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso hey, Ciampa. Hey, hey, let's go. In second place was Okada versus Omega with 700 votes. Mm. What a shock. Respect. And in third place was The Miz versus Daniel Bryan with about 400 votes. Somebody did vote for something else, which I am going to find out what it is. Um... So you gotta find it. Oh, someone said Okada versus Tanahashi. Also a very good choice. Mm. Tanahashi was dupe. Let's keep this thing moving along here. Oh yeah. It's about to get real saucy. Oh yeah. Female superstar of the decade. Your choices are Charlotte Flair. Tessa Blanchard, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Paige, Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey, and Bailey. Kate Murphy, who do you got? My wife, Becky Lynch. <laughs> Will, it, who do you This have? is definitely a tie between Charlotte and Becky, but I'm going to go with Charlotte. And the winner. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a tie. Fucking knew it. Shut the fuck up. 
both acquiring about 30% of the votes and 1,000 votes each. Wow. Charlotte Flair and Becky yeah, Lynch. Yeah, I fucking knew uh, it. Uh, it's Charlotte. In third place was Asuka. I mean, it's, well, in second place is Asuka. Um, and third place is Paige. Someone voted for somebody else. Bailey got none. Um, <laughs> Bailey sucks. Sorry. Bailey sucks. <laughs> She's the only Grand Slam out of any, out of all of them. Still sucks. She's the worst out of the four, but she's not she sucks. bad. I hate Bailey. Someone, someone, someone said uh, Monami Toyota. Who? What? Monami Toyota is a Mom and me Japanese Toyota. Style. What? I heard Mama Mia Toyota. And I'm like, <laughs> Mama Mia. It's, it's Toyota. Ma- Here I go again. On the road. It's Mama Mia Toyota. Can you sing Abba and Auto Tune well? No. No, please. No. Stop it. Oh. It's actually called Chorus, so it's called Auto Tune. Sh- and the other one's called Cathedral. It's called Auto Tune. All right, guys, argue it out. Oh, it's, Kate, it's, Becky it's Lynch, Charlotte. Will, Charlotte Flair. It's Charlotte. All right, so- it's Charlotte. She speaks for herself. It's Becky. No. Becky's title reigns meant more than Charlotte's, tar- Charlotte's title where reigns. Was, Charlotte where reigns was has Becky, a fuck ton of where title was reigns Becky for like. 2016? Becky did more between 2016 and 2019 than Charlotte. Like, Charlotte did a lot, but her title reigns didn't mean as much. Uh, her title reigns, she just keeps acquiring so she can beat her dad's record. That's true, sure. But she's she is the figurehead of that division. She is the money. She is everything of that division. She is the backbone of that division. You wouldn't, we wouldn't have had nearly half the accomplishments we've had in women's division without Charlotte Flair. If Charlotte Flair wasn't wrestling, women's division probably wouldn't exist. Just because. It's just, I think, just because. I think she's that important. And she's that good. And she's grown that much. And Becky's had a great past two years. But the decade, a lot of it, she's kind of been irrelevant. But how much of that is because of the push? Remember, this isn't a sport. This isn't an organic sport. This is an inorganic sport. And how much of that is because of, one, her last name being a flair and the whole legacy thing, and how much of that is WWE pushing Charlotte Flair down our throats? I mean, they do the same thing with Randy, because Randy was a Norton and he was a legacy. We do that to a lot of the legacies. Doesn't mean that they're the popular, doesn't mean that they're the best. In Charlotte's case, she's really damn good. I don't think she's been pushed okay, down she's a stand, And she's a standard bearer, but she was made the standard bearer over other people who may have been equally as good and might also be as um, popular between, you know, the actual hardcore fans. Here's some things that Charlotte didn't do. Okay, Charlotte has been great. She's put on some matches. Uh, she headlined WrestleMania. Charlotte's never been the number one overall merch getter, male or female. Charlotte has Charlotte is no longer the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, which is a, which is a giant testament to what Becky has done and how little Charlotte's reigns have been. And I'm not trying to shit on Charlotte, but there there's a lot of things that we kind of gloss over because she's a flair. And with that name, you kind of think, oh, all right, she deserves a spotlight. But does she really? I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate here. Sure. I don't, do think, think of... I don't think she deserves a spotlight all the time. And I've had that frustration with Charlotte for years. We got to think of the whole decade. I don't decade. deny her talent, but her push is mostly because of her legacy. But of the whole Becky decade? Becky earned everything she has gotten. Becky did all on her own. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And she had a, she's had a great two years. But Charlotte's had a great decade. 
Mm, shot out a good five years. Okay. Well, yeah, because 2012. None of the women. 2012, where will either of them? Sure. None of the women in the women's division have done consistent great work over the last 10 years because most of them haven't been in the division for 10 years. Put put it this way. Since Charlotte and Becky essentially started at the same time, right? Um, Now, Grinch. uh, Essentially. Essentially. Give or take a few months or six months, right? So essentially the same time. It might, been, it might have been six months to a year. I forgot what the exact things were. It was like six months to a year or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, and think of like the growth. Charlotte's pretty much been on top, whether she deserves it or not, for that whole time. You know, Becky had to claw and scratch her way up there. In a time, she's kind of pushed and pulled um, with that top spot between her and Charlotte. But Charlotte's has been... Very consistent. I don't think she's really been p- pushed on her throats. Like, I mean, she was wedged into the main event, wrestle- main event of WrestleMania. But that's because it was her spot to begin with. Um, to say she didn't deserve it, I think, is just factually inaccurate. To say Becky deserved it over her, you can make that argument. But to say Charlotte didn't deserve it, period? No. She That was her reward for carrying the division along with Ronda Rousey, even along with Becky Lynch, on her back for years. Like, that match with Natalya at NXT, that was arguably the start of the women's evolution. Like, the real one. Granted with, yeah, That's a great match. Like, exactly. And then, like, she made the NXT women's division immediately relevant. And if that doesn't happen, Becky doesn't happen. Bailey doesn't happen. Sasha doesn't happen. WWE put this faith on Charlotte, who was incredibly green at the, at the time. And she delivered. They put the faith. They put the faith in Natty to carry Charlotte throughout that match, and they put the faith in a heart versus a flair rivalry that they hoped yep. wouldn't get old and wouldn't get stale if it was two females instead of two males. I don't think it's putting it on Charlotte. And even though Charlotte and Natty put on a great match, it was a very well talked about match. What is still the match that everybody wants to see in NXT, whether it be a live yep. event, whether it That's be true. during any sort of break? It's Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, but, that but your, the, boo, your that boo's not in this conversation. The match though. that put the women's. That, that, but that's the match that put the women's revolution into the spotlight. It wasn't Charlotte and Natty. That's an afterthought when they talked about it. But the match that made it mainstream, mm-hmm. Sasha Bailey won. Of course. 100% agreed. That's my match of the decade. Don't get me wrong. But that match doesn't happen without the belt being relevant by Charlotte. It was barely relevant by Charlotte because who had it before that? The belt was relevant by Paige. Paige brought off the belt to Raw. Paige beats AJ Lee for the Divas title. And because of that, they made Paige relinquish the NXT title. That's why the belt was up for grabs. And they did a tournament, which included some of the other WWE superstars. Okay. See, but see, but Becky is still not in this conversation at all. Where does Becky come in? This is a big part of the decade. So it has to be Charlotte. It's not a big part of a decade. I think it's the beginnings of what women being relevant it's a good chunk of the but 10 again, it's years also but also it's a it was also you go to an old trope it's an old you know okay all right we have a heart versus a flare let's just put them in and see what happens yeah but also it's a lot of trust on natty more so than i think interesting charlotte Agreed. well that's natty's role in the women's division is she she is good enough and trusted enough to get the future over it also takes two to tango ricky and charlotte did hold her own Hmm? It takes two to tango. She did hold her own. And Charlotte did hold her own. It takes two to tango, but it takes one to lead. That's true. 
That's 100% if you true. Actually, if you actually do ballroom dancing, yeah. Tina Tango wants to lead. I, I do, by the way. Don't you salsa, uh, Will? Yeah, well, I, I, I stopped. I stopped. My my, uh, my lessons ran out, and I didn't want to pay $1,200 to do a new one. So, um, a new set. So, that's going to be postponed. But, yes, it does take it does take one to lead. So, that is very true. And Nay did do her part there and put Chart on the map and got the wheels spinning. But, again, this is a big part of the deck. This is, what, 2015? 2014? When that, when that match came on? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I actually don't remember exactly when that match um, came to. I feel like it was 2014 because that happened when I was in like my wrestling blackout and I didn't know what was happening at all. Okay. I think because in 2014, well, because you think the first match ever on the network was Cesaro versus Zayn in a two out of three falls. It's a very underrated match. Mm -hmm. When did Paige and debut the after came out WrestleMania? Twenty. Eight twenty nine. Page debuted, so no, it'll be shortly network? after that. The mat was the match on the network. This Charlotte match. For yes, it was. It was. All right, so it's so probably it had, to be, it had to be. It had to be after thirty. So it's yeah. So it's so it's twenty fourteen then. It's probably twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen, maybe even twenty fifteen. I'm not like I said. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Right. I, just gotta, I would have to say with I would have to say within the first year. All right. So you're talking six years of Charlotte being built, as opposed to Becky Lynch, who really really became huge in the past two. Granted, she's humongous and the biggest women star in the world right now. That's right now. You got to think of the whole decade. It's starting to the decade. If you want to go woman of the year, yeah, it's Becky, hands down. <clears throat> But not talking about a year, talking about a decade. So woo. But who's done more? But who's done more with less? It's it's about how you think about it. Who has done more with less? Someone got someone got the rocket. Someone got the rocket strapped to her back. The other one didn't. Yeah, and while Becky did, Charlotte, Charlotte was still side by side with her. her. Becky built her own rocket. It, it, the rocket was it took strapped longer back for is, Becky to get there, but. Becky has made the most of her time since yep. building her rocket. But so was Charlotte. Everything Becky's done, Charlotte was right there with her. Becky even feuded with her to help her launch her career. That launched where she is yes, today. Yes, because Charlotte was placed there because who Becky of who she on? is. Yeah, but you can't say Charlotte didn't but deserve it, though. Becky evolved from being she's some placed fucking there, but she still deserved it. on an MXT, and look what she is now. Like, Roman was placed there, but he's still... I'm not going to say he didn't deserve it. Sure, he, he he was shoved, but he still deserved the spot. He was shoved. He was actually he was getting an organic build, and then he got injured, and then then they shoved him, and it, it fucked him. Well, up. we're not gonna have that. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna have that argument again. <laughs> so, forget I said anything about Roman. He was not it's getting. Okay. He was not getting organically. <laughs> he was not getting organically built at all. Wasn't working immediately. Um, he, he was getting organically built, and then he got injured with the hernia. That was the whole suckling succotash promo you completely forgot about. Um, but. Charlotte. No, that was after suffering. That was after suffering. No, the hernia no, was no, afterwards. He, that was after he came back from his injury. He came back. All right, maybe you're right. And then did the suffering succotash. All right, maybe you're right. I don't remember shit like that. But Charlotte was <laughs> Charlotte was still side by side with Becky on the same playing field the whole way, place or not. She was still there. Accolades are accolades. I'm voting Charlotte. But every but all, all the force, but all the four, all four horsewomen have. Actually, drastically different accolades. 
They do. You know, Charlotte was the first to main event of pay-per-view with Sasha. Yeah. Sasha and Bailey were the first ever women's tag team title uh, holders. Bailey's the first ever Grand Slam champion yep. of the women's division. You know, Becky's Becky the first two belts. Becky's the first two belts. So it's really hard. I mean, they 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 pretty much they like shielded like kind of the four horsewomen. Where we all have kind of semi different accolades. Except the Shield are all Grand Slam champions, so they're like they're not really that unique. Yeah. In and of itself. Be it as it may. Um You can't like, like gauge an importance on any of those accolades. So at the end of the day, who any really individual person feels is the most important like people value different things from wrestling. Yeah. Well, I'm voting Charlotte. Uh, Kate's voting, voting Becky. I'm voting Becky. After all things considered, you know, um, you look at a lot of the legacies and a lot of the moments, and you need. To, and I think it goes down to moments. You know, moments that'll live in history, and I'm quite frankly, very, very, very kind of tied. In, in moments, they've all had their moments. You have uh, Charlotte Flair winning, um, you know, the first the women's triple threat. Um, you have Becky winning the main event of a triple threat. You know, you have Becky with the two belts. Um, you have Charlotte, you know, main event in the Hell and Cell. You have Becky being the Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, merch getter. And kind of leaves you wanting more. Um... Be as it may, Charlotte has kind of run her course because Charlotte has, like Will said, been kind of put in the place of the, uh, of just the, the foundation and the corner piece of the women's division moving forward, where Charlotte's about to kind of, I think, fall out into the sunset mm-hmm. within the next, I don't know, half decade. Mm-hmm. And Becky may still be going. 100%. You know? So I think, I think in, in, in that case, it's not a knock on Becky at all. Because um, I think I'm more of a Becky fan than I am a Charlotte fan. But looking at it objectively, I think Charlotte's best years were in this decade, and she's going to ride out into the sunset um, this upcoming decade. So I'm going to give it to Charlotte Flair. Hey, I'm surprised, but hey. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hey, you just got you, you to look at it. I mean, Becky, Charlotte's on the... Charlotte's still by Becky's kind of on the rise. Yeah. I mean, Becky has a lot. You know. Becky, Becky is yet to peak, if you will. Charlotte's peaked. Yeah. I Charlotte's can't wait peaked, when we yeah. do this show again in 10 years and Becky wins. Well, that shouldn't be that hard. Or it could be somebody else. It could be Bianca Belair. It could be, it could be um, Izzy. Chelsea Green. It could, <laughs> it could, it could be Izzy. It could be Izzy. <laughs> How old is she? Like 15 now? It's not. It could be Izzy. <laughs> no, I think Izzy's like 10. 13? 12 or 13? No. She's in seventh grade. Know, she's, she's, seventh grade. She's at least. I she feel like, own, yeah, she's like twelve. Then. Twelve or thirteen. She has her own like. She has her own Twitter show. Damn it. <laughs> like she. Oh my god. I wish I had her parents. <laughs> I want. Right? I, I want. I want to do a podcast with Izzy. <laughs> Izzy's gonna do a podcast with Izzy's gonna make us famous. Right. Seriously. Yeah. All right. What, what's next, Ricky? What, what, what can we debate on this heads off next? Male superstar of the year. All right. Oh, this, oh, this should be pretty easy. It's AJ Styles, right? <laughs> with nominees, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're right over there, Will. Yeah, I'm good. Bless <laughs> you. It does not sound like you're That was okay. a cough, Kate, but thank you. <laughs> right, here we go. Male superstar. 
of the decade coming up. Your nominees were, as I'm pulling up the card. Mm. <laughs> wow. Kenny Omega, <laughs> Kazusuke Okada, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, The Undertaker, and Pete Dunne. We didn't talk at all about Pete Dunne on our previous shows. I was shocked I put to in see Pete him Dunne in because there. I, pu- I put him in after the fact because he freaking deserved it. He's the longest reigning champion in wrestling's modern era. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be put in there. 600 plus days as champion? That's insane. No one does that. Better than Oscar's record. And he's 23. You know, it's going to be interesting over the next decade to see who beats Pete Dunne's record. And Pete Dunne defended the title across pretty much every continent and a bunch of different um, bunch of different indie promotions around the world. All right. Well, I'm guessing it's AJ by a landslide. Kate Murphy. I voted for Daniel Bryan. I feel like the only other person that He's experienced so many highs and so many lows and experienced so much throughout this decade. And he's just overall one of the, he's just one of the best. Well, it wasn't Daniel Bryan, so we'll go back to third place. In third place with 15% of the votes and 500 votes total, Roman Reigns. Okay, respect to that. Mm-hmm. In In second place... With twenty four percent of the votes and over eight and eight hundred votes total, Kim Possible is no, it's Power Rangers actually, but it is Chris Jericho. Okay, interesting. I'm very interesting. Not interesting. Look at Chris Jericho's. No, I decade. agree. I'm the, fact they, 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 the fact that Daniel Bryan that and AJ Styles are in the top three is interesting. That's mm-hmm. that's with a tie. And for first place, with 33% of the votes and 1,100 in total, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Wow. Where is Daniel Bryan? A good choice. Daniel Bryan was actually in fourth. Oh, wow. Shocking. I'm surprised. Well, I am surprised as well, but AJ Styles 110% deserves this honor. And I'm going to call him after the show he and be does. like, you're welcome, asshole. I'm not mad. <laughs> Tied for fifth was Pete Dunne and Kenny Omega. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we put The Undertaker in here, but I, I know, actually, I know why we did, but. <laughs> the Undertaker. Right, the fact that he's still wrestling, right? He deserves that honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, final two, uh, final two categories we have here. Uh, match of the decade. So this one is uh, interesting. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck okay, me. so we have Omega versus Okada with two out of three falls at NJPW Dominion. We have Andrade, Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title and NXT TakeOver Philly. We have AJ Styles versus John Cena at SummerSlam. Um, we have the end of an era Hell in a Cell match, Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as your guest referee. You have Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver Chicago. You have... Bailey versus Sasha Banks, NXT Takeover Brooklyn one, um, CM Punk versus John Cena, the Money in the Bank match, um, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania thirty five, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's something we also didn't okay. talk about. That match. 
Oh, here's, here's a couple other ones we didn't talk about. Uh, Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. NJPW, Best of Super Juniors. Ooh, I forgot about that match. All that the flippy awesome. shit. <laughs> and last but not least, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne, NXT TakeOver Chicago for the NXT title. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's, that's just match. shame on us, all right? That last one. <laughs> that's shame on me. Vicky, it's mainly shame on you because you cream your pants over that match. Yeah, and it's also the match that started Pete Dunne's 600-plus title... 600 plus state title reign that it is that was my favorite match that year that was the match of the year it was perfect all right do you know how good that match was i talked about it to people for like two months straight i'm like yo did you see pete dunn and tyler Bate in chicago did you see that it? match was so good the first person to shake their hands when they got uh out of gorilla was pat patterson wow <laughs> like they made a name for themselves after that match so who do you think won out of all of this? I have no idea, dude. There's knowing knowing either. our fans as well it as was I do. Pretty well spread out. <laughs> I vo- I voted for Punk and Cena, but I know no one else voted for it but me. I will tell you that Punk and Cena actually got a good amount of the votes. The winner only won twenty four percent of the votes. All right, hang on. I'm gonna guess it's Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> No, actually. All right, well, that I was feel a like guess. it's something from New Japan. Right. I don't think WWE won match of the decade. So I will tell you, um, as I'm just looking at the numbers really quickly. In third place was actually CM Punk versus John Cena. Oh, okay. Tied for second. Oh no. Tied for second was Bailey Sasha. Um, and Tyler beat Pete Dunne. And the winner is... With 800 votes total and 24% of the votes, Omega versus Okada, the two out of three falls at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ah, go fuck yourself, guys. I'm not fucking guys. shocked at all. <laughs> go fuck yourself, guys. I hate <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Ricochet, Will Ospreay got nothing. Uh, Styles and Shinsuke got nothing. Excuse me? Andrade and Johnny Gargano got uh, 200. Styles and Cena got 100. End of an Era got 100. Gargano and Ciampa from... That was TakeOver New Orleans, actually. Got 300. And there were two people who who put in their own stuff. What did they put in? I'll tell you right now. Um, as it loads up. Oh, someone said Undertaker versus HBK. Oh, yeah. yeah, 26. 26. Um, and I think that was... Unless someone put in like another iteration like Gargano and Ciampa or something. But yeah. That was out. All right, final one. The moment of was it moment of a decade that we said this was for? Yes, moment of a yeah. decade. Yeah. So if male superstar too. Oh, we did that already. Sorry. <laughs> moment of yeah, the decade. Andrew Styles. Sorry. <laughs> midnight. It's midnight, <laughs> bro. I will tell you, moment of the decade is going to be surprising, but not surprising at all. Um, doesn't help. That doesn't help so, you in one way, shape, or the other. Exactly. You're welcome. So, moment of the decade. Your nominees were Sting debuting at Survivor Series. It's not that. AJ Styles debuting at the Royal Rumble. Not that either. 
Undertaker streak ending at WrestleMania 30. Maybe. It's not that. Out of anger, if you want to vote for it. The formation of AEW. Oh. If that wins, I swear to God. The all-in pay-per-view. No. Um, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title at Mania 35. Roman Reigns announcing he has cancer. The debut of the WWE Network. Uh, the Matt Hardy Ultimate Deletion Series. Shane McMahon returning to wrestling back in Detroit. Uh, the Cena Squash at SummerSlam. The debut of The Shield. The heist of the century. And last but not least, the Nexus Invasion of Raw. All right. Kate Murphy, take a guess. I voted yeah. for Kofi. I'm also going to go with Kofi. I think, knowing our fans as well as I do. <laughs> don't know him at all. Nope, I have been over pretty much all night. <laughs> Except for AJ Styles. Because <laughs> I'm on Twitter all the time, guys. Uh, we're getting all your tweets. Um, I feel like our fans voted for AEW. I feel like they did too. And the winner is... Alright, so let's break this down a little bit. Alright, let's break this down. In third place, with 12% of the vote and 400 votes in total, the debut of a WWE Network. Wow. I'm, su- I'm surprised. I don't even know if I voted for that one. I probably did. That was your idea. Yeah, you made the argument for it. I know, I fucking love that. You had an impassioned argument about the WWE (laughs) Network. Now you're a day one subscriber. It transcended wrestling, baby. It did. It transcended (laughs) your your decade in wrestling. It transcended my life. It did. All right, Kate Murphy. It transcended my entire life. I thought that was my job. (laughs) You transcended. Wow. Oh, wow. The show's almost over. (laughs) Fucking arrogant over there. (laughs) Yeah. You're the one who you're the one who was getting summer slammed, Kate Murphy. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. In second place, with six hundred votes in total <laughs> and eighteen percent of the vote, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE God title. Damn it. Oh no, still over. And in first place, with thirty-nine percent of the votes and thirteen hundred votes in total, your winner. For the moment of the decade, the most iconic moment of the decade, the decade, I'm scared. the moment in which you will remember this decade by, is the Undertaker streak ending at WrestleMania 30. Wow. Yeah. Th- which just goes to prove how how really depressed wrestling marks are. <sighs> yeah, man. It's hard. It's a hard life. Guys. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> it's a hard one to get over. Right? <laughs> Dude, the fact that we met the like the shocked face guy at, at the rant party. Oh, um. Yeah. You met the shocked face guy? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. yeah. The, the black oh, the glasses Jesus. with the glasses, with like the, the, the what shirt <laughs> or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, like we. we I forgot what his name we, it's like, I forgot what his it's name like is. Travis or Terrence great. or something. We met him and he, he still looks like that. Dude, he's still shocked. <laughs> well, because that's wow. his face. Uh, I felt bad for him though, because I mean, I don't know if you got to talk to him or whatever. I did. Yeah, he told me his He's whole like, story. Yeah, I mean, he 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 does work out in uh, in out in the Midwest now for his job, but it was more so he he can't he like he doesn't like to go to wrestling events anymore because people just know who he is now, mm-hmm. and so he likes to watch wrestling kind of in peace. 
He's like, I watched wrestling with my grandma, and we just watched it in silence. Like, we never really reacted to anything, and that's just how I naturally would react without saying anything. And now he really can't go anywhere without somebody trying to get a photo with him or something. Like, that's it's... so sad. Yeah. It really, it really took away from. I mean, it's kind of a sad story. Um, but I mean, you try, to the you guy, try contact like lenses. Said, no, people are still going to know who he is. Um, but, like, talking to the guy, great guy, awesome guy, really cool, down-to-earth dude. So it was a really huge surprise that he showed up at the RAM party. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I know? didn't know where it's him until someone um, told me. What's up? I didn't know where it's him until I think you told me, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? I saw him make the face in a photo for somebody, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and then Dave and I went to zoo, see an indie show. All right. Yes, that wraps yeah, up. Diamonds so of a decade. That was our, that was our diamonds of a decade. What did you think of the results, guys? I'm happy. Me too. Every, it was, I like fighting. <laughs> you combative motherfuckers. Um, and everything. But yeah, no, I thought it was good. Thank to everybody that voted. Um, all of our hundreds and hundreds of three or thousands and hundreds or whatever, thirty-three hundred people that did vote. Um, so we do appreciate it, you know, and it is now the year 2020. So happy new year. Hopefully you guys have survived, um, and gotten through all of your hangovers. I sure as hell am barely surviving my own. Um, but it's a new year. There's a lot of new things that have happened. Uh, we have left some people behind, um, unfortunately in the year 2019, um, as of this recording, obviously we know, but not drama soap opera, uh, left about in November. Uh, we have just had uh, earlier this week in 2019 the final gift of podcast ever, um, which, uh, oh, God, yeah, I just sad. I don't want to get into that. It's sad. Oh, yeah. I'm so sad. Yeah. yeah, just, just, if you're listening, Lance, we love you. We hope all is well. Don't be afraid to ever reach out. And we're always thinking about you. You will forever be pretty much the the godfather and the foundation of wrestle Attic radio um just because you never stopped until you pretty much were forced to so god bless you man so like i said you are always in our thoughts and prayers um and i hate to be saying thoughts and prayers it sounds so fucking pc um but nobody comes from the heart um and uh and we also have the the fourth wall has broken their own walls down and <laughs> have left wrestle Attic radio so I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it's just us, Kings of the Rings podcast, Woo! and it's the it's, and, and it's the it's the people that are consistently changing the game and somehow getting all of these freaking interviews, like Drew McIntyre. <laughs> like, that was what? a merry Christmas present. <laughs> you know, um, but we're, I will I will I will break down our own fourth wall and let's kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. We had a very serious discussion um, about whether or not. WrestleAttic Radio was going to continue, and the consensus was, and it was wasn't even close, was that we are not stopping. Okay, we are not. Um, we are not gonna. Is this isn't a rebuilding? I don't want to be considerate a rebuild. I barely want to even consider it a rebrand. I consider it more of a retooling. Okay, we are upgrading, not you know, not in the sense of we're getting. Um, better shows. I don't know if you can ever get a better show than to get the podcast, but we are going to find and we are actively looking for, and maybe we have already found um, the next batch 
of amazing wrestling podcasts that are going to be joining our network and are going to continue to keep wrestling real in many different and varied perspectives that you may have never heard of before or maybe never even thought about so we are going to continue to expand your minds this year in 2020 um and continue to bring you a product that is diverse that is varied and that is something for everybody in the wrestling world that is my kind of personal goal for wrestle attic radio we are bringing new people in and i and we will all be debuting them sooner rather than later so stay tuned um, for the evolution of war. We might have to call this modern warfare, but maybe if I get the rights from EA. Uh, Will, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sleepy, bro. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about your real voice or about your fucking auto-tune voice. Nah, nah, I'm still real. I'm, gonna, I'm not doing any more auto-tune, although I might do it for the outro. I haven't decided yet. Such an asshole. <laughs> oh. Kate Murphy, do you have anything to add? I'm very excited for the next step in Wrestle Addict Radio. And I'm excited to take over the world with my friends. Oh, it's waiting until you guys hear the effect I put on for the end the winner is. It wasn't the monotone voice, it was something a little different. You'll see. You'll like it, I promise. Well, oh, God. gosh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't monotone. <laughs> well, autotone, whatever it was. I can't wait. It's something um, special. It's something. It's oh, something. No. It's oh something God. very holy. Okay. All right. Oh, no. But yeah, Kate and I are gonna be coming out with some stuff. So we're gonna be giving you a, the goals. Are gonna give you a lot more content, uh, a lot more often. Kate and I are gonna finally gonna debut Love and War, um, and do a whole bunch of other stuff there. I'm gonna be doing some own personal podcast stuff. We're gonna have a lot of fun shit. Um, going because you know it, this is something that we enjoy and that's something that we have to always remind ourselves that not only this is a hobby and potentially be something very very great down the road um, it's also something that we enjoy and we have to make sure that we still continue to enjoy it um, for as long as we can I'll get to rest of wars you know? eventually and by the way, I'll get to rest of wars eventually yeah and also <laughs> merch is coming we are serving the merch store so you know what that means women's underwear Ladies thongs are coming. Can't wait. And leggings. Leggings too as well. We are gonna bring in Can leggings. Can I get my face on a banana hammock? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have Lars Sullivan wear. Oh, fuck you. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. And on no. that note, folks, cue Lars's music. <laughs> This has been the Diamonds of the Decade award show where we celebrated the best in wrestling from 2010 to 2019. That decade is now over and we are now going with a clearer vision into 2020. That's probably the last time you ever see me or you ever hear me do a 2020 clear vision reference, which uh, to be honest with you, I'm probably fucking lying. Anywho, I hate you. This is King. <laughs> I hate you so this much. Is King. <laughs> This is King Ricky Rose, your host of the Kings of Rings podcast and your general manager of WrestleAttic Radio. Find me at Ambassador Biggs on all social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. No more Bumble because I'm about to call it quits on that. Um, find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Listen to us each and every week by subscribing to WrestleAttic Radio wherever you get all of your podcasts. Um, and follow WrestleAttic Radio social media at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAttic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. 
we have new people coming, new young hungry people, maybe even a young lion here or, here or there uh, coming into the fold. Uh, so all of that will be revealed woof, soon. Woof. And of course, um, what's up? <laughs> I said woof woof. That's not what a lion says. <laughs> and that's not what a bear says either. Get out of here. <laughs> a bear Listen, says, I will have a big... No, no, no. We'll take it over. <laughs> oh, right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like this sound effect, it's the chorus with the reverb. <laughs> Cause it's our one and only Yes, it's me, it's Willie T You can find me on the ground Just remember, folks You need to be able to sing to make autotune sound good T is in Thomas A-R-A-A-A-A S-H-U-K Kate Murphy, you can go ahead, I turned it off <laughs> it's, It is me with my normal voice the K Murphy. You can find me dressed as a bear on Instagram at the Kate Murphy, on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. I'm ready. I'm ready to enjoy the new year. I'm so happy I discovered these care. sound effects in my like mixer. Everywhere. You actually get a mixer, you can do them too. It's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do, yeah, it has nothing to do like with for, the new mic, by the way. For, for our next wrestling event, Kate. <laughs> what? Kate, for our next wrestling event, you should come up. You should come as the bear outfit. Oh my god, I should. A, that, that would give us a lot of notoriety. No, I should put the bear onesie on and then have like a wrestling t-shirt over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. It's gonna be our. It's gonna be our next evolve show. Oh my god! Wait, why don't I wear the bee onesie? True. I mean, we're gonna have bee merch coming out soon too. I know. No, you gotta get a picture of Daniel I Bryan. Mean, so. Okay, you gotta get a picture of Daniel Bryan in the bee outfit. Go, you're a bee. Plus player. <laughs> yes, as you see, we have many aspiring goals um, in, in the wrestling world. Um, I'm so tired. And much more other things to come uh, this year in 2020. So happy new year, folks. Uh, buckle up, get ready, because WrestleAttic Radio is coming back with a brand new army uh, to assemble. So if you look on your left, we'll be here, there, and everywhere. This is Kings of the Rings podcast. Good night. Can I say it? Jesus. And fuck you, Slack. Happy new year, bitch. <laughs>